Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Saint Maud out. If you are hearing this, it is out now in theaters and on demand. It is a very refreshing, light, fun film that we're going to talk about here tonight. Joining me first up, the queen is back, y'all. Visiting us here this week, please welcome Cece. It's so effusive. Thank you. (laughs) Next up on the show from Virginia, please welcome Caitlin. What part? Richmond. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The most incredible city on earth. That's right. It's like I picture it like when like we reviewed uh, Babes in Toyland on your show there and like they sing a song about how amazing Cincinnati is. That's what I picture Richmond being like. People just like. Yeah. around and they're like, all right, That's see you, me. Wendy. <laughs> Next up on the show from a place no one sings about, he's the business manager at bloodygoodhorror.com. He's coming to us from Maryland. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. Eric, today, uh, this is, I think, our first majority south of the Mason-Dixon line show. Mm. Oh, God, Joe. I was, just, I was just thinking about this. Just There's got to be songs about Maryland, right? Like, someone. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? That, what is uh, the, uh, is it? There's, you know, a, there's a Baltimore song. You know how every... Yeah. There's, a, you know, there's a Tori Amos song called Baltimore. You know... Uh, streets of Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> you know how every state is like the this state? Like, what is Maryland? Is it like the Crab State or something? Uh, what is the name? The Pass-Through State, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, I'm going to have to look this up. I'm embarrassed. I don't know. The, what the, the at like, least we're not Delaware State. Is. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you Google songs about Maryland, you get a lot of songs tagged to songs of the Confederate States of America, John. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it, cool. says, it says the it says the free state. Maryland mm-hmm. is also called old old line state and free state. That's stupid. That doesn't mean creative. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what is old line state? Just the like the Mason Dixon line. I am reading you Maryland facts from visitmaryland.org. Uh, no, it, it, it refers oh, God. to they the, put that on their tourism site. Yeah, it refers to the Revolutionary War. Um, Good God. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, last up tonight from the Windy City. I don't know what state Illinois is, Joe. You have to fill me in. Please welcome Joe to the show. You don't know what state? No, no. Illinois I mean, like is? what? It, <laughs> what I'm saying is it the the what state? Um, like the corn state or something? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good question, too. I mean, oh, I know. Joe, no excuse. You've lived there. <laughs> the land of Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's on our, our license plates, I believe. <laughs> the prairie state, it is also called. Okay, I could get that. See, that's a that, that I get because it's like a feature of the state. It's not just like a line. Like the line. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> the free, free state. state. <laughs> you know. Unlike the rest of you, 
you know i think the free state means nobody wanted this piece of shit state so they just gave it to us for free like when we bought it like that's how it became part of america like when the civil war was ending (laughs) they were like just fucking take maryland we don't care you can take back maryland is that cool (laughs) like are we can are we fine Havsies? No? Havsies right. on Maryland? No? Okay, just keep it. I don't Guys, like, just to be clear, like I don't want to be living in Maryland. <laughs> We're all on the same side here. It's just... Listen, John, it's a pandemic. The material I have is thin. I'm just working with what I have here, okay? Yeah. Like, oh, let's... I'm uninclined to defend. I, I you know. All... It is a very nice state. BC, Maryland, Virginia. John. DMV. Yeah, DMV, it is true. You know, yes. respect. We got to stay mm. stick together here, Caitlin. John, we're all, like just, we're all just the making it. Mid-Atlantic, if you will. <laughs> we're all just making it through what we have here okay please eric by speaking of making it through with what we have did you see your old buddy tom brady today hammered off his ass yeah Ooh. here's the funny thing about how tom brady do, like, how do boston people feel about it like what is the like general vibe i guess you're not like seeing i think other people, largely but... people are like still still kind of obsessed with them like i think i think he won most of the people of boston in that feud and not like mm-hmm. Belichick, which is because uh, he's not there, but he's still racist. So they're still like cool, right? Him, right? Like, well, I was explaining because I, I it occurred to me that I'm not sure people outside of New England really know this, but like the whole reason that blew up is because of Brady's quack doctor that he wanted, like yeah. basically to have full access to the team, and Belichick was like, uh, "No, bro, sorry," and uh, that's what happened. So, like, part of the reason why he went to Tampa is because they basically just gave him. Bruce Arians was like to do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Bring your your quack doctor. And if you've ever heard like an interview with him, he is an idiot. Like he's straight up is a dumb dumb. Like it's the only way I could describe it. When he starts talking, it's like he's trying to sound smart, but he's not. He's a genius at football. Yeah, he's just very good at one thing. So anyway, I could go on, but no one no one's listening to this podcast. I just shit. no no, but I just enjoyed how drunk he was. Yeah, at that no, part. it's real funny. It was really really yeah. nice. It was good. It's weird to see that from a person who once said in an interview that. Occasionally, he eats a banana as a treat. No, he and his wife split a strawberry. I think. Yeah, because he eats no sugar, like not even like natural like fruit sugar. So it's It's very upsetting. Maybe it was just straight grain alcohol. Like I don't know. (laughs) Well, (laughs) dude, if you you listen, I can attest that if you live a lifestyle like that, one drink is going to pretty much send you to where he went in that video. So, (laughs) all right, Joe. Um, Speaking of drinks, please tell us what we are drinking tonight. Beer guts. Saint Maud. <sighs> right on Maud. Did any have any of you ever watched the show Maud with uh, B. Arthur? Yeah. I, I had the theme song stuck in my head during this entire movie. Um, anyway, Saint Maud, a uh, heartwarming tale about a woman with a, I don't know, like borderline. <laughs> like overbearing crush on our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, (laughs) (laughs) much like, uh, Tom Brady, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, and in honor of, of her love for, um, for the big guy upstairs, I picked a beer from the good folks at beer church brewing. Uh, (laughs) that's in new Buffalo, uh, Michigan. The beer I picked of theirs is their Pontius pilot, uh, new England IPA. Yeah, like it just it works all are around. Are these guys John. actually? Like, are these guys religious or is this like a, a funny haha kind of thing? No, so it's actually they. Um, this is the second brewery we've been to. One in uh, in Pittsburgh has the same thing, but they um, they put the brewery in an old church, so they you know kind of gutted the insides oh, and, and put everything. So all their beers have a, a churchly um, you know sort of theme about them, but not not a lot of like religious things going on there. Um, 
and you know, after the wife and I spent an after you there tipping back a few, uh, <laughs> there wasn't much, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well Joe, actually, Joe, rest. Joe, you're married, so that was all like legit oh, in the eyes of God there. So there was a there was some Lord's name being screamed out later, John. If you know what I mean. <laughs> unlike <laughs> unlike the lady you met on AOL that fateful day in the early 2000s. <laughs> it was a different time. Um, so anyway, Pontius Pilate. I mean, I've done a ton of New England IPAs before. I, I don't need to really get into it, but. You know, this one, much like everyone, very drinkable, very sort of upfront with the hops, but not like overpowering. Um, I was a huge, huge fan of of this and everything else that they they had on tap there. So I definitely recommend you you checking them out if you're in the area. Comes in at about 6.2% alcohol, so not super high, but enough to uh, get the juices flowing, if you know what I mean, John. Um, Spark your your carnal, (laughs) carnal desires. (laughs) I'm going to need you to be a little more specific. <laughs> no, a little bit of the old day. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, beerchurchbrewing.com is their website. And yeah, everything. So I don't think they actually can or, you know, you can get these outside. So you got to make the trip to Michigan um, and uh, enjoy this place because the food was amazing. Their their beers were great. And uh, I wholeheartedly recommend everything that they're doing. So, so yeah, there you go. Is it like a nice church, like one of the big ceiling? You know, they got the ceiling situation, well, or we went over the <laughs> summer. I mean, and, uh, most churches have ceiling. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what uh, I mean? Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we went during the summer, and obviously there's a pandemic, so we we didn't bother going inside. We just ate outside, so we didn't get to see. It looked nice, looked like a lot of fun. So, you know, maybe someday I can report back to you, John. All right, appreciate appreciate. I feel like I had a Belgian beer once, Joe, that I was told was at least originally brewed by monks, but I can't remember what that was. A lot of the the Belgian beers have sort of a Trappist monk history to them. Right. Um, there's a lot of breweries over in Belgium that still do just have monks brewing their their beers. Um, they're supposed to be amazing, but kinda you kind of got to go there. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Joe. How many beers thank have you. you recommended on the show, Joe? Do you have an idea? Oh, you know what? I'd have to pull up the list, but... I mean, we started. I remember my first one was uh, the Black Waters of Echo Pond. Wow, or Lake. so long ago, like bro. yeah, years ago. So back old. on episode, oh wow, this is episode one sixteen was the first time I did a beer. Damn. Yeah, we were just little babies. <laughs> I was roughly the same size, actually. That's <laughs> As as you can see in the drawings that I'm currently emailing. Yeah. Oh, yes. for these. <laughs> oh boy. All right, guys. It is time. Let's take a quick break so that we can talk about Saint Maud. This is it, Shadow. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. Hey, Joe, uh, what you just said is going to get cut out of the final version of the show because it was over the bumper. Do you want to repeat it? I just told John where his ends, mine bends. Got it. Which I think, <laughs> I think I've think i brought up on the show before. I, I, am, I have heard that before, and that's why I'm positive I heard it from you. Mm-hmm. I learned it from watching you, Joe. All right, Schnars. <laughs> how, how, yeah. how are you? Che- check in with me here, man. How are you doing? <laughs> Uh, you know, you pretty t- good. I feel look, like we're a little punchy, a little you look, punchy tonight. You look, I don't know. You look a little tired. It's good. It feels good. You look tired. Are you doing okay? I actually feel pretty good. Uh, slept okay. Okay. 
That's like as good as I can ask for these days. So I'll take it. Now, um, there's been a little little fracas brewing off air here where Kaylin <laughs> Kaylin has done an end around and looked up her own word, presumably because she didn't trust you to get a good enough one for this movie. Actually, no, do you wanna know what happened? I went to Slack today and I saw a DM and the DM said, Hey, um, I actually thought of a really cool word. Like, should I what should I do with it? I didn't know you were on this thread straight up and i and i replied um you should just wait and show john up with it on the show and then john replied and i was like lol hi john how's it going <laughs> that actually no, the, that makes sense yeah. yeah the thing is it was the only pseudo intelligent thing i had to say so i didn't want to you know i didn't want to cash it all in right away and give it to john right no, no. and i said look like god bless like but you know that was like a <laughs> it was like a warning it was like a threat you know, so I felt like I had no, to. Uh, I uh, it was it was gonna be collaborative, and then I was like, oh no, I can't can't give it all the way up front. Listen, that's, John, you know. competition breeds innovation. I think that's uh, uh, that's capitalism or some shit. All right, let's do it then. We're John. You give yours first, and then we'll let Caitlin give hers. So please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word. Afflatus. Mm. God damn it. <laughs> Is it the same word? Wait. No, I'm wow. just prepared to lose grace. Nah, well, so this, I did not know this word. I actually read this word in an unrelated article. It had nothing to do with the movie and looked it up because I was like, what the fuck is this word? And then I was like, wow, this actually relates to the movie we're talking about. <laughs> so uh, afflatus means a divine creative impulse or inspiration. Joe. That's it. That's the whole definition. Uh, it comes to us from the Latin. Ad, A-D, means two. And flare means to blow. It's literally like a divine <laughs> breath. We're all thinking the same thing, right? Bending and ending Shut is what we're all thinking. <laughs> it probably does have a similar... Oh, my God. Uh, you, know, you know what I love? Etymology, like, Joe. There are maybe two people... There are no two people on the show less alike than Joe and I. And yet there are moments when him and I share the most subtle of look, and it is like we are telepathy communicating with yeah. each other. Well, there was there was a girl in our high school who was supposed to be a flatist, but... <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't go near my fucking Metallica t-shirt wearing ass. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. It's uh, apparently a flatus comes to us all the way from uh, Cicero. That was, ah, uh, according yeah. to Wikipedia. Italians, I get well, it. If you pay enough. I've heard they mostly come from Russia, John. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, John, you know, you could have used desquamation this week. There was a bunch of desquamming happening in this movie. <laughs> Whew. Boy, howdy. Real gross. <laughs> All right, uh, all right, all right there. Caitlin from Richmond, what do you got? Well, I don't read articles like John does, so <laughs> um, I'm prepared to bow out. But the word that I had was chiaroscuro, uh, which what? I bet CC uh, I've heard that. I've heard is that. in on that. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, chiaroscuro is an Italian word, um, and we usually use it in reference to art criticism and art history. It refers to the use of light and dark within a painting. Um, so a lot of like Caravaggio's paintings are super dark and then the subject is illuminated with like sort of yes. very specific angles of light. And uh, that's very much how Ma St. Maud was shot. Yeah, so. there are a lot of frames in this movie that just straight up look like Renaissance paintings. Yeah. That's very cool. So, All right, well, I tried. Both of you nice. did a wonderful job. Congrats. You guys both yes. did. Solid word tonight. effort. I'll give, you, I'll give you that one. All right, John, <laughs> tell me about St. Maud. Oh, yeah. St. Maud. 
What is there to say? Uh, same odd. So this is listed as a 2019 British film. Uh, it was, um, you guys probably saw it, but sort of backed by the, was it the BF, the British film BFB? I don't know. You know, they're like, they, they use the lottery over there to help fund independent cinema. And uh, this was one of those movies. Um, it was distributed in the US by uh, A24. And, and we can probably get into that a little bit. Um, but it comes to us from the director Rose Glass. So this is her, uh, she's a first time feature director. Um, it had its world premiere at uh, Toronto in, 19, in 2019. And was, I think, one of the bigger sort of films there and, and had a lot of buzz around it. Probably would have been a, you know, it was an A24 release last year that kind of got shelved and, and here we are. Um, it did get a theatrical uh, here, but uh, a little, little rough. Um, so this tells like a, I would say a fairly simple story in a lot of ways. Um, this woman's name, I'm gonna pronounce Morphid. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Okay, good. Uh, I'm getting sounds. Uh, uh, Morphid Clark. Mighty Morphid Power Rangers, I think is yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. she, um, so she's the main character. And when we meet her, she she's going by Maud. She's acting as an at-home at nurse, basically through like a private agency. Um, and she is, she's been sent to care for this, um, woman who was a, uh, choreographer who is effectively terminal. I mean, she's like a hospice nurse and this woman is dying of cancer and sort of, you know, in sort of the terminal stages. Um, so she's there. Um, we sort of hear in uh, voiceover her effectively like prayers, um, or, you know, I guess, you know, she's speaking to God and, and it is, it acts as voiceover, but you know, it, it kind of explains a little bit of her inner monologue, um, her relationship to, uh, our Lord and savior, as Joe uh, mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and we see this relationship. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> um, we see this relationship that she has with this woman she's caring for Amanda sort of begin to develop and flower and, and, you know, pretty early on, she decides she has to save Amanda, uh, save her soul. Um, and so that that sort of is the first half of the film is their relationship and, and her attempt to save her soul. And, and there's a confrontation whereby she, she has to leave, um, uh, because they, they sort of like come to, I mean, literal blows actually. And, uh, and so Maud is now out and it's at this point that I it's like right around the same point where we realize um, her name's not really Maud. Her name's Katie. She runs into a, an ex coworker from a hospital that she had worked at, um, and we had seen a flashback. It might have even been the first scene in the film of her in this hospital, kind of experiencing a traumatic loss of a patient. Or it's it's never super clearly explained, um, you know. And we start to get this like fuller picture of a woman who's dealing with you know, some trauma, potentially, um, certainly, you know, stress induced mental health issues. Um, and so we get the, you know, it becomes this portrait of a woman who's supremely devout. We learn that she's been converted relatively recently, but all of that is, has sort of come to pass, you know, along with this changing of her name and her job, um, in the context of, of this kind of extreme or traumatic event that she had. And so, um, the rest of the movie is basically just an unwinding or an unraveling again in the context of her sort of religious conversion. Uh, and, and it goes to some, some dark places. Yep. Sure does. <laughs> All right, Cece, welcome back. What'd you think? <laughs> um, 
I'm just trying to think even where to start. So, um, I mean, in typical A24 fashion, I um, would have to say that I really liked this movie. I don't know how many times I'll revisit this movie, um, but I really appreciated. Um, I believe it's Rose Glasses. She was also the writer too, right? So she's the writer-director. Um, I really liked the um, kind of ambiguity we get in her um, you know, this like deconstruction of whether or not, um, we see Katie slash Maude having a, um, you know, mental breakdown or if she's really having this like religious moment. And, um, I know I kind of talked about it in an email, but I really appreciate it in an art, um, an interview I read with the director that that's kind of the approach she took with making this movie is that she didn't want to have, you know, a typical like religious, horror film she wanted to try and like do something different um i do think there's parts that like were a little too slow for me but um overall i mean it's a very visceral and like physically yeah exhausting film to watch and um i think that um the main actress did phenomenal phenomenally as this like you know you like you want to feel bad for her and you want to like empathize with her but then at the same time you're like i want to be as far away from this person as possible <laughs> <laughs> i feel you because this movie is a little slow but also when i had when my kids were your kid's age like no movie was short enough or felt right. like fast-paced <laughs> enough <to laughs> it's not gonna i mean it, it didn't feel like a very long movie no, for sure. but it was just like the parts that i know were building i was like okay i know you're trying to be like, where, like where are we going here yeah, I'm yeah, like, I let's hurry up and get there. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Caitlin, what do you think? Um, this was the A24-iest movie that has ever A24, and it's very, very much in line with, you know, Black Coat's Daughter and, you know, Midsummer Hereditary, uh, The Witch, all of that. There were actually a lot of shots where, and none of these are spoilery, so I'll, I'll go ahead and, and share them, but when she's talking to God in one scene is very reminiscent of the scene in The Witch where Thomason is talking to Black Phillip. Um, there's a lot of inverted shots, which we also see in Midsummer. The score was super similar to Hereditary. It was just like a convergence of all that dark shit that A24 loves into one supremely dark uh, story. But I really liked it uh, because I tend to really like that kind of stuff. Um, it was really brutal to watch this poor girl, though. I mean, she was struggling to find some sense of connection or community or belonging, and she wasn't finding it anywhere. We get sort of tastes of her past life, and she wasn't finding any connection there. She's really struggling with her connection to God at certain points. Um, and she herself is just terrifying. I really found her compelling to watch. And Well, which is interesting because she's the main character you spend the most time with. Yeah. Well, and there aren't a whole lot of characters in general, and I feel like when movies have a small ensemble like that you really have to have solid performances and mm -hmm. through and through they were really good and effective because i was like cc said pretty scared of her um the art direction was cool we talked a little bit about the lighting um a lot of art sort of references in general i think we got a lot of william blake here very red dragon <laughs> reminiscent um there I, i'd like to talk more once we get to spoilers about um the ending um but yeah, it was really, I don't know, feels really desperate, really bleak, really brutal. All the things that one would love about an A24 movie. But <laughs> yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Jojo. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, CC and Caitlin are, are pretty much spot on, right? And I think CC uh, said it's exhausting, right? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. This movie, I loved the way it looked. Like, I, it's beautiful, and I thought it was really well done. I, I will say, and I agree with CC. Like, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Um, mostly because there's a lot of like needles, <laughs> just a lot of needles, <laughs> a lot of jabbing. It's a very uncomfortable movie, right? And it's, I, I was talking Leslie and I watched this together, and she really enjoyed it too. But I was telling her towards the end, like this is the exact kind of movie that like makes me want to throw up because I'm just like so nervous the entire time because like we've got this woman and she's unraveling, and you never know what she's gonna do, right? So like. There's no moment of this where you can just like sit at ease and be comfortable, right? You're like a traditional horror movie, you've got like a slasher. And like if they're <laughs> in this certain setting, you know, okay, he or she's not there and I can relax. Whereas this, you just don't know when she's going to do something, right? So we've got these scenes where she's interacting with other people. She interacts with like one of the new nurses by the beach. And like you don't know if she's going to snap and do something there. So it's just you're constantly on edge. And it's only an hour and 24, but like by the end, like I was just freaking spent. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything Caitlin and Cece said, like, I really enjoy this. I just, I don't think like mentally I could ever go back and, and <laughs> take this again. Uh, John. Yeah, I really, I agree with everyone else. I, I think I really like this movie. Like, I, I don't know that I would watch it again, but I will definitely recommend it to people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people that are, are into, you know, super, super depressing shit. Yeah, I guess. their parents at daycare. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be real with you guys. You know, like, this movie's depressing, but Schnars, you personally have made me watch some yeah. way more depressing movies than last year. I didn't. Yeah, no, I mean, no, this was true. pretty low on the bar for me, if I'm being honest. Well, and so... <laughs> this was like I'll, a like, walk in the park. Some, I'll, I'll repeat some things that, that other people said, but maybe try to, to add a spin. But um, I think, Cece, you mentioned that the, the sort of way that this movie plays with the idea of whether she's, you know, genuinely going insane or having a legitimate divine mm -hmm. sort of interaction is probably the most interesting part of this. And I think it what's interesting and this movie does it in a more it felt like more realistic, which is like weird to say and like honest Um you know, I think, Cece, I think you might have mentioned over email that this, it's reminiscent or it's exploring territory around, like, other female saints. Mm -hmm. I'd love to, like, understand a little. I mean, the the context that I was watching this in, and this is, like, a, somewhat of an aside, but I just finished reading the Michael Pollan book about taking psychedelics. And that book, like, one of the main takeaways of that book is, like, you know, psychedelics are used in religious experiences and like people like across the board, you take psychedelics, you come out and you're like, Oh, I had this divine experience. Oh, and so yeah. he's like really trying to, he's trying to like dig into like what is a divine experience. Mm -hmm. And so like this movie at least puts forward a different vision. I mean, she, I think it's fair to say she's like m mentally disturbed, but like what she is personally herself experiencing is a divine experience. So all that is to say that to me was like super well done. And just like, I don't want to say it's not like entirely unique. Like we've never, it's not like we've never seen anything like this, but it was handled in a very kind of fresh way in my mind, which yeah. made this like super worth watching even while it was like really grim. Yeah, so. I agree. It's, it's really, it's super well made. I just visually a really stunning movie, even though it's like, it, it doesn't have like a really varied color palette or anything. There's actually a lot of 
muted colors. Like I really love the set design on the sick woman's house. I can't remember her name because I don't remember Amanda. anyone's name. Amanda. Mm. But like it's like uh, all the walls are painted this like almost pre-war like dark green or something. And Excellent wallpaper like, choices. Yeah, like the house itself feels out of time. Like literally in the first five minutes, I'm like, what time period is this in? And then she mentions a cell phone and I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like I had to orient <laughs> myself. But it, uh, it, there are a lot of story parallels to the movie May here for me where you have like a, a young woman sort of on the outskirts of society struggling with mental health who is out and outcast and sort of feels other from people. And in particular, because there are there's moments in this movie where she's almost trying to reenter society. Like, and that's kind of what I felt about this middle part where she goes back to the bar. Like, she's sort of disappointed by the where this uh, his uh, religious experience had gone, and it felt to me like almost a latch ditch effort to try to like be normal again or something. Which obviously, as we saw, doesn't doesn't go very well. But it's very similar to May, which is a, a favorite of mine. But where the tension comes from on like just a horror movie level is that we know she's going to snap, but we don't know how. And the movie <laughs> continues to put her in tense situations with other people ratcheting it, ratcheting it up slowly. And to Cece's point, at some point you're, you're just waiting for it. And that's where they're playing the tension in the whole movie. Like oh, I God. straight up thought this woman in the park was going to get stabbed in the eye, like this other <laughs> nurse. Yeah. But that, that scene to me weirdly kind of sticks out more than any other scene. I love this woman's performance and she's so genuine where she's just talking about the reasons why she loves being a nurse. And it's like some real human shit. And this woman is just looking, this main character is looking at her like she wants to gouge her eyes out. And it's so funny. Like it's where you realize how much of a um, real disconnect there is with her humanity or like, or with her ability to like connect to other human beings in some way. Um, the ending is fantastic. I love, there's one particular shot when I mentioned the Renaissance painting thing where she is at her window and the sun is coming in the window and the way it's shot, her entire body is dark and all you see is her face looking up at the window. And that was the, CC. I mean, you're obviously like trained in art history, so I'm sure you saw other things, but that was the one to me that was like so obvious. Like it just jumped right out at me. Um, I would like to have a discussion as to whether or not at one point she was talking to a cockroach um, because I couldn't tell if that's what was being inferred to me. Cause you see the cockroach right before she's talking to like, or whatever, but yeah. And mm. I, and I agree with John too, the, it's just the debate about the validity of religious experiences and wherever you're, whatever shit you're bringing from your own life is where you're going to come down on this. But to even say like, like, cause you could start by saying, Back in history, this person may have been looked at as a medium or a saint or something, and you could now look at her and say, people would call her mentally ill now. Well, like, you're not even making a qualitative judgment at that point. Like, it's really, what do you believe? Like, and I don't know. It's it's super interesting <laughs> to me. Like, I know what I believe, but I could also see it both ways. And I, what I like about the movie is it's very, like you guys said, it's very intentionally leaving a good amount of it kind of open to interpretation even to me even at the end like even well, though yeah. i think well, the point is like her experience you can't like whatever she's experienced like we're is, we're being presented with it you just have to like accept that yeah. that's right. what she experienced mm -hmm. right well and um not to like you know get too far into the like religious aspect of it unless y'all really want to but um it's really Heck yes <laughs> <laughs> it's <clears throat> i think that that was one of my favorite parts and i'm with you john like the 
I mean, the, the movie itself is very amb- amb- ambiguous. There we go. Um, so like, it doesn't really matter. Like we're saying what, you know, what the actual events that are happening, like if they're real or not, it's, it's about what she's experiencing. And, um, there's like going back into the, um, like medieval times saints, well, there's a whole belief that, um, has, I mean, deep roots in Christianity and then into like Roman Catholicism that, um, to fully experience God, like it's not only the word of God, but also like the body of God. So like, there's this whole, like, spirituality has to also be physical. So there's a desire for that ecstasy in a lot of, um, especially female saints. Um, and that's kind of like part of like being a nun and like saving yourself for Christ is that you're not experiencing a pleasure of the flesh. It's a pleasure of like spirituality. So, um, one saint in particular, St. Teresa had like super intense, um, like moments of ecstasy in which she, claimed that's how she was experiencing God and experiencing the word of God. So it's really cool that the director, writer, director built this whole, you know, this whole experience for this character in something that has happened before. And, you know, when you put it in today's context, you're like, you immediately want to think that this woman has mental issues. This woman is way beyond, you know, normal help and that what she's experiencing couldn't, even be real like even uh, like I at first didn't really like the imagery that we see like like at one point she sees it like wings on herself like she's cut you, you think she's hallucinating and at the same time it's like that's really cheesy but also like if you were experiencing wings on yourself like in this divine moment like how do you know that's not what you would see so I think that's really a really cool play on you know the interpretation of events or miraculous events Mm. through generations. But, um, also like (laughs) in, um, Joe's defense, the self flagellation of her, like stepping on pins and like, just like, well, and even like laying down popcorn kernels when she's praying, like, you know, there's a, (laughs) there's always been a, um, it's not just only in Roman Catholicism, but there's always been a, um, this like desire to to interpret the suffering that Christ has suffered. So like in in doing these painful acts to yourself, like you're bringing yourself closer to God or closer to your spirituality. So at the same time, like is she experiencing this on her own or is she doing it to herself so yeah. she can be closer? And then I really think that that's a that's also a great like sub question that we kind of are faced with at the end when we, you know, have this like coup de gras, you're like, well, what, like, did, is she doing it to herself? Or like, how is this, like this culmination of events? Like, what is she getting out of it? So I, um, I was definitely having a heyday with that aspect, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't, some I of the imagery around, like, especially when we see what she's seeing is really incredible and kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of, um, the hell's that movie I talk about all the time that I like? The one with the lady and the 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 shaved back magic. What was that? Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, oh, a dark song. Yes, dark thank you. Song. But the the like yeah. angel, the like neon yeah, mm-hmm. angel wings. That was yeah. such a cool visual and like yeah. done only for a moment and like mm-hmm. in a it, yeah. that like you want. I wanted so much more of it. Like that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. But if they had carried it like while she's you know left the house after that, I don't think it would have been as impactful. Oh, for sure. I I totally agree. 
And I think that like, I I think that's why I liked it so much because it's given me just a glimpse of it enough to be like, do I like that? Do I believe that? And then by the time you like are trying to process it, it's gone. And you're like, well, I mean, that is kind of a miraculous event. Like you're not left with something tangible. So yeah, Yeah. you don't have it long enough to realize like, oh, this is or isn't really happening. Right. Right. You get a lot of these things where it's just like, oh shit, like maybe this, (laughs) maybe she really is like speaking to God, you know, it's just like a flash and then disappears. Go ahead, Josh. She's the like she's the most unreliable narrator. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and and the director has made this choice to not even give us a toehold. Like she literally like, eh, we'll give you her perspective. We'll not like you, and you don't even know. Well, that's kind of I mean, what, obviously to me. That's why the movie feels exhausting because it's not yeah. it's not giving yeah. you any kind of cipher. Like there's yeah. no there's no character that ever gives you a moment mm-hmm. of like safety while you're watching it, and so you're basically mm-hmm. like your hackles are up the whole time you're watching it. Well, exactly. so, I mean, there, you know, sort of mentioned, like, there really aren't any other characters. I mean, Amanda is the really, the only other character. I thought she was amazing. Like, she, yes. that actress yes. is just like. Because it's a layered, incredible. it's a layered character. Like, there's so much to her. Well, and it, it goes to some pretty dark places. Like, so, like, the, because I hadn't necessarily connected the, like, ecstasy, mm-hmm. CC that you kind of mentioned to we do see her literally experiencing ecstasy. I mean, but it, scene, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's given like a little bit of a sexual connotation, mm-hmm. specifically in relationship to a moment that she has with Amanda. Right. That feels to her super meaningful. And that's mm-hmm. sort of like what, I don't know if it's like the first turn or what, but like it kind of does lock her into that mindset of like, okay, now I have to save this woman. Like she's, she's you know, been exposed or kind of had that moment. Well, they, they, they bonded. Yeah. you know, both physically through ecstasy and spiritually. So, yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. Like she feels like, okay, this, she's also now been revealed, right. right. Or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. And so, um, but when that moment then, you know, is sort of undercut later in the film by Amanda, it is like, so, yeah. so mean, brutal. <laughs> that, yeah. And it's what drives like the power, that last sequence, the last 10 minutes of this movie is mm-hmm. just, whew. it definitely, yeah, I think I, it definitely pays off the buildup. I wanted Joe specifically to know that if he was interested in learning more about um, experiences of religious ecstasy, there is a Tori Amos song called Icicle that he can look into. <laughs> I was going to ask Cece to turn around and ask Kyle if he's ever heard the typo negative song Christian Woman because I feel like it's, <laughs> it's like right there. You know? <laughs> I, has anyone else seen uh, Framing Britney Spears? Because there's a lot of similarities between what we're talking about this Wait, are you woman serious? I can't tell. and Britney Spears. Hold on. Joe wants to know if you have heard the typo song "A Christian Woman." (laughs) (laughs) He goes, "If it's not on October Rust, then no, he hasn't heard it." That's a shame. Um, He says that's a shame. Yes, I understand all these things being said. Yeah, (laughs) my favorite album, October Rust. Oh man, he can only do so much. I I actually want to pick up this reframing, the framing Britney or reframe because someone at work was talking about it and like, oh, you got to watch this. No, I got it in the queue. Yeah, I need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It completely threw us off. Are you being serious, Joe? Well, it's funny because no, a lot of the things we were talking about at the top of like about this woman's journey very much like co-aligned with Britney Spears and like kind of the the way that she was portrayed to us back in the 90s versus like what really happened? Like, Joe, are you really... trying to say that Britney Spears might be a saint? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm hearing. Like, well, you don't well, need I to mean, watch. No, I... 
I think Joe's like making a really good point no, because I know, it's I'm really funny that <laughs> it's really funny that um, so you know, she's going by Maud, but Katie in her quote unquote old life, like we've come to find out that like you know she um, would go out all the time and party and kind of like hook up a little more like recklessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's that she, you know, so like, but she also the beginning of the movie. Um, I believe um, is asked like who who her saint is, and she says her saint is Mary Magdalene, who right. obviously like has the history of being a prostitute and reforming and becoming like the closest to Christ. So, like I think it's a really there's a lot of really um, interesting ways to interpret that. And you know, I mean, Britney Spears was seen as this like party girl, and I do. Now we realize she's been. You're giving him a lot. No, I do get it. No, it's hundred what I was thinking, John. All right, you don't have to be a dick about everything. Cece, Cece, I agree with what you're saying. What you missed last week was Joe mocking me for 45 minutes for liking Near Dark. So I'm just that's where (laughs) I am with Joe right now. To be fair, that movie's unwatchable. Air. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I did like, I really liked that there's this like incident alluded to in her past in nursing that I don't think was ever illuminated fully. Right. Like, and it leads to like a super, this, I love this conversation where her old nursing associate or friend or whatever comes to her apartment, which her apartment straight up looks like a fucking crazy person's apartment. And this woman, I feel like this woman was just trying to hold it together and just be supportive. But like, I loved all the subtle um, conversational undertones going on oh, in this scene. Really? I, I was not endeared oh. at all by that person, though. I feel I, like I couldn't figure out why she was really there. I'm no, no but I just like <laughs> well, she's like she's a bad person who wants. I, I mean, the, she was so shitty. She was like, "Oh, they hired you. They know what happened." I just, yes, as a scene, found it fa- found like the subtext of their conversation really fascinating. No, I mean it was definitely it was necessary to move the plot along and sort of move the story along. But, um, I really couldn't stand the moments with that person because she was just, yeah, <laughs> I found I mean, her I reprehensible. But it makes, but it makes sense, right? But it makes sense for someone like this. Literally the only person that reaches out to her is a person that isn't even really close to her or maybe has her best oh, interest sure, at heart. Right. Like, I think yeah. that actually makes sense with how isolated the character is. I don't oh, yeah. like, because at the end, the woman was like, I'm going to stop by later. Like, and to me, that had some genuine, like, she felt I mean, bad. I'll about be honest with you. I read it as like she was going to try to connect and was freaked out by what she saw in that apartment and the state of this yeah. woman. Because don't forget, she's got this filthy bandage on her hand that she's had on for like a week. And at that point, yeah. it was literally just dirt and poop. Like, it wasn't even cloth anymore. <laughs> well, so, and like, she's got like giant the, chemicals. Yeah, chemicals. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. like... And I, she answered the door half naked, too. If so. anything, I'm kind of amazed this woman walked <laughs> yeah, in and hung out for as long as she did, if I'm being real with you. Because I would have been like, I'm about to get murdered. See, that's... <laughs> to Eric's point, like, that's what made it seem genuine to me. Like, I... I think that woman was there to make herself feel better because she felt bad about what the history was. But I do think she genuinely wanted to connect with Maud and like, because why would she hang out there so long rather than just like knock on the door, say something through the the entryway and then just yeah. jet. And then to say like, I'm going to stop by later. Like I felt like there was some genuine concern. Uh, well, there. No, I think you're both right. Like the first interaction was a little like, yeah. but then it does it. I agree. Like they needed some character like this to try to like reestablish or reconnect her to humanity. And like, 
at this point, I was like, who is it going to be? Like, they, you know, well, I mean, they could have written. Well, and else. she's the closest we have to a proxy. Yeah. Of like walking in and being like, oh, I'm very concerned yeah. about this situation. Um, I'll come back later. Well, and I mean, and Eric's right. Like, we'd never get what fully happened. I mean, like you can you can infer that from the from the beginning scene. Like, she's sitting in the corner, like of the looks like an ER room, like covered in blood, and then. Like, I think somebody mentioned something about, like, someone not being resuscitated, or maybe I read that. I can't yeah, I, remember. But, like, obviously, like, this person died on the in the operating room, yeah. and I don't know if she had a mental break. But, like, if you, if you are there and you experience someone else having a mental breakdown, like, I would imagine that could be very traumatizing. So she could also be feeling bad that she was traumatized and took so long to reach out, I guess. Yeah. I got the impression the um like a lot of the flashes or like images she was seeing during her lovemaking was pretty close to what had happened to her in in yeah. the past. Dude, that like, scene, I don't know if it was that scene where as her, extreme, but like that scene where her hands go through his chest. It's one of the first yeah. like full yeah. on reality breaks that she has. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that noise. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> the noise I... in this in general. Like we saw it in the trailer, so I don't think we're really spoiling anything, but there's needles in the foot <laughs> yeah. and just the sound like, cause I, I joked <sighs> about it over email, but I did watch this. Like you're supposed to watch like an eclipse, right? Where you like, I sort oh, I of was doing this in the with, the, the hand, with the hand <laughs> like, peeling. I was full on doing this. You had a pinhole viewer. Yeah. <laughs> so. But there was still like, <laughs> you hear that like crunch yeah. of it, like going in. And then even when she's walking, it's like, holy Yeah, she's fuck. walking around the, and like squelch. making this face like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the squelching noise. <laughs> like even so just thinking about it right now, like I feel sick. Well, I, I think I remember the trailer. The thing I remember from the trailer was the hand on the hot stove. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, this is definitely A24. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. Are we uh, Are we going to get into the ending and spoil? Or? Yeah, let's yeah, do it right now. I so. Okay. Spoiler I, alert. I mentioned this over email, but um, when I lived in Santiago, there were two individuals that um, died by suicide, and the manner in which they did it was self-immolation. And um, we get an instance of that here at the end, and we can talk more about it, but I just... I don't know. I didn't see those things happen live, but um, they were on the news while I was cooking dinner when I was in Chile. And I was like, oh, shit, I walked by that church because one man did it like at the top of a church. He self-immolated and jumped. Um, and I would walk by that church every day on my way to work. So, um, you know, what's I don't know I, it's not something that you think about happening, but it happened no. twice when I lived there. But you know, what's kind of fascinating yeah. that I'm just putting together as we're talking about it and kind of the way John's talking about how much it puts you in her head. When you hear, though, a story about something like that, to me, I think most normal people are, like, just disturbed but also blown away. Like, what kind of mental state are you in that you can even physically do that? And it's yeah. kind of what this movie is doing. It's, like, 90 yeah. minutes of putting you exactly in the kind of shoes or at least, or at least like, a uh, a posited version of what this might look like to somebody who's actually at the, in that state. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it slow builds enough where you get to the end that, like, you – you don't, you're not like, yeah, this is what you should do. But you're like, well, you understand her A to B to C to get to like where she is. Yeah. When yeah, it happens, yeah. it does not feel that extreme. No. Actually, like it's right. it's still extreme to see, but it doesn't feel like extreme. This is where, I mean, I, I mentioned this briefly over email and we don't need to spend a ton of time on it. But like the other thing that I think this movie is like super genius about, it, it's, it's a portrait of radicalization. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. 
you know, in this case, it's like a very specific radicalization around, you know, Roman Catholic. I guess it's Roman. I mean, CC said Roman Catholic. I'm on trust. You know, like, you know, but let's just um, be thankful she didn't have like TikTok or something. Schnars, this could have gone a different way. She could have ended up queuing on or some shit. No, well, but like, look, like I think about like suicide bombers all the time. It's like, and you know, it's like all the time. Do you, John? It's like I can't think about anything else, guys. Oh all the time, like, John. You read it, but you know, obviously, this shit is like in the news. That's funny a lot. because I so, think about your hair all the time. <laughs> no, I hear you. I get it. That's why I grew it out. Um, but you know, like you have that moment where you're like, oh, I can't imagine someone like blowing themselves up. Like this is this is, if anything, like less extreme because she's she's self radicalized, but in an isolated way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Derek, to your point, like it's it feels honest, like it feels real. You know, in a way that a lot of films, I don't think, could get there. So, well, and I just, I I just, I do appreciate that the last like five seconds of this movie leave you with such like, like I mean, in typical A twenty four fashion, like you don't finish the movie feeling good, but you know, the last like five seconds of this movie, so good if you thought that you had like made up your mind about like what was happening that like that flash, you're just like, well, I don't know. Yeah. No, (laughs) it's like, and it's so quick. I mean, like you can know, but what I I love is like, it's so quick. It almost like not recontextualizes everything. Cause you've already been there in your head. Like, is this real or not? But like, it's like a flash of a thing that just gives you a lot of thoughts about the whole movie and then it just yeah. cuts to black and you're like, holy shit, bro. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's literally like two seconds yeah. and that's yeah. how effective mm-hmm. it is. And I'm watching that scene and it's like, oh, she brought water with her. Oh, she's pouring out her. Oh, and then she pulls the lighter out and I was like, oh <laughs> no, oh no. And like, you can see, I love how people around her start to pay attention and I love the subtle ways where it actually flickers back and forth in that scene between her yeah, reality yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like supposed other reality and like, seeing the difference in like what the people are doing is really fat. Like she's seeing everyone else like kind of bowing right. to her or kneeling to her or something like that. I don't even remember. Well, what the, the last shot or that, that second to last shot is they all like fall to their knees, like yeah. with their arms up, like they're yeah. worshiping her and like, mm-hmm. they're actually all like screaming and like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so good. It's such yeah, a good the shot, editing though. and the, to, to your point, Eric, the like sound design there, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I almost want to go la- watch that last 10 minutes again, but uh, how about the... You would, you sicko. Well, you know <laughs> no, what I, I love? You've been that, thinking that, about it all day. Huh? Well, that final <laughs> that final sort of meeting with the, that and Suicide Bomber. Don't Joe, ever uh, make fun of my turn-ons again, John, all right? <laughs> Joe just wants to bang the lady gremlin, John. Like, that's, I know. that's pretty vanilla compared to what you're talking about. That, uh... That final showdown, show, not showdown, showdown's inappropriate, <laughs> but that final meeting with Amanda, yeah. mm-hmm. where, you know, Amanda basically goes like full, like, she imagines her going full, like, devil, like, she becomes, yeah. Yeah. you know, whatever, you know, I guess it's the devil. Um, so, I don't know. It was wild. There I was that one the, face shot. Yeah, like yeah. that scene, I loved the the voices, oh, the, yeah. the, like, yeah. modulated voices, because I really like when she thinks she's talking to God. I mean, it straight up sounds like a demon. Like it does yeah. not sound like yeah. any kind of Jesus situation that I would. Well, that imagine. was the Black Philip reference. Yeah. I was assuming. Yeah. Was totally, I love so. that. And I think that was real. I really liked that too, though, because like, it's such a. It's, I don't know, it, it, religion itself is just open to such interpretation. So like, just because 
you think that like the voice of God or the voice of Christ, like should be this like, like music to your ears. Like, I mean, it's just like angels, like biblical angels are fucking terrifying. Like it, like the way that they're described look like monsters, but you see them described as like, you know, really cute baby cherubs. Like that's not what angels look like. So it's really cool that we don't get a like, really positive, like, you know, soft voice, like fatherly figured voice of God that you get this like really guttural sound of like, I'm telling you to. Well, and I also, what she, the things. place where she's going is so dark and kind of frightening. I think at that point in the movie, it also makes you really wonder about what's happening. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it is a demon talking to her. Like, you don't know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's interesting. I think that, I think it's a really deliberate choice, I guess is what I'm saying to make that voice sound ominous. And then kind of, it's at a point in the movie where you're really just like, what is going on at this point? Like, well, and it's also, one of the instances where we get sort of like traditional religious horror mm-hmm. elements. I know that yeah. CC had mentioned that the writer or director was trying to move away from some of that, but we get that in sort of like the demonic voice that comes, that's God. And then sort of like the demonic quote unquote possession of Amanda. But there's also that scene where she's in her apartment and sort of recovering from her, I guess, relapse back into sins of the flesh. <laughs> and sexiness. she's sort of like sexiness <laughs> and she's lifted up um, sort of like exorcist style. And, you know, she's like sort of thrown back. And that's, that's one of the few times we get sort of that traditional religious horror, but it's really effective. It's not like I haven't seen that a thousand times before, oh, sure. but in this context, really, really uh, impactful. Well, I think too, like, now just the more I think about the fact that the voice of God was like really demonic, like the old Testament God told someone to sacrifice his son. So I can't imagine that the voice of God was super friendly. Like, like, Hey bro, what's up? Hey, um, I appreciate yeah, what you're doing for I'm me gonna here. I'm going to need you I, to go ahead. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? Nails <laughs> in the, the foot weekend. is cool and all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks but for that. I'm really going to need the next level. So I really appreciate, um, like Caitlin saying, like, I appreciate there's like visual traditional horror and like, you know, callbacks or like, you know, kind of symbolism towards, um, like yeah. spirituality. But, you know, I also really appreciate that visually, like you see this deterioration of mod. I mean, like it was such a great I haven't seen a character depicted that w- that well in the midst of a deterioration other than in The Invisible Man when, um, she, like, her whole character is deteriorating. So I really appreciate, like, that that kind of juxtaposition. Yeah. I am now just kind of obsessed with the idea of, like, a really cool, chill God telling you to do fucked up things. Like, uh, like so Jeff Bridges being you God. You know would be really cool? Like, have you ever thought about lighting yourself on fire? Like, I don't know. It might be cool. I don't Maybe I got something for you. I'm just saying. Oh, Eric, for you specifically, one of the first notes and last notes I took for this movie was that uh, Maude sort of seems like if Angela from The Office went off the deep end. <laughs> Dude, I like that. Like a really dark Angela, dark timeline. Yeah. Very nice. All right, guys. Uh, St. Maude, tricky question. Would you recommend this movie? (laughs) Cece? Uh, Yes. Caitlin? Yes. Joe? Yeah, I would recommend it, but I would not watch it with the person I recommended. (laughs) (laughs) Schnars? Yeah, I I would. Yeah, I'm saying thumbs up, dude. This movie's fantastic. It's It's a really good pick, too, for... 
women in horror month and like i said schnars has made me watch way worse shit like this is nothing yeah. like I, this is a walk in the park i'll watch this tomorrow right. just hanging out at work or something i don't care um i don't care john i will don't I don't know. I, the more i think about it the the body horror in this was not as intense no. for me as like hereditary you yeah. know what my problem i needles i got a real thing with needles yep, so like even those like early shots of her just giving amanda her injections i was just like i i'm out i'm done yeah like, i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> uh. all right guys you're not getting the vaccine, are you, John? Five thumbs up. <laughs> For what, John? <laughs> uh, five thumbs up. I'm for the BGH crew, Joe. I'm definitely going to need my list on the other side of here. But oh, uh, yeah. before we do that. Although this was 2020, wasn't no, it? Just, I don't think, no, it, it, U.S. released twenty. It's getting released on Friday. The day this release is released. All right, All right guys. Uh, let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Welcome to a brand new nightmare. Great to be back in business. The final nightmare. Did you mind or go for it? I won't tell. This is my favorite. It's gotta be me and him. We're gonna have to hit him with everything I've got. Cool. Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. They saved the best for last. Rated R. Starts Friday, September 13th at a theater near you. Lisa Zane from Nightmare on Elm Street, and you are listening to Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. John. Yes, Eric. Did you know that I made that song? I, I did. I did. Don't I've heard fall, it before. Don't fall asleep. Oh. Yeah. I'm like. I'm a little uh, sleepy, but I'll be all right. You can hear more of my music, John, by going to Spotify and searching for Hi-Fi, H-Y-F-Y. I have you. I'm, I'm following you. Yeah. Caitlin is probably the only person on the show who's listened to it because she supports that, me. That's not true. I listen to it. Yeah, I listen to your Spotify stuff. CC smile. Don't, I know she has. It's fine. <laughs> don't like search search for compliments, Eric. Right? It's not. It's not becoming. I'm sorry, Eric. If I had known, I would have, but I didn't know. Play it for the baby. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's we'll do. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, you're it's not. Good <laughs> it's fine. I don't need love and acceptance. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com <laughs> is the email address. Before we do that, quick, um, Jill, let's do my uh, list quick here. Yeah, I got it in front of me. Uh, let's I mean, see. I think I only have one in ten, right? So let's put this at two. All right, everything's running slow. One, I yeah. had uh, that movie we did last week. Two Promising Young Woman. Yeah. You have at number one and number ten. You have Psycho Gorman. Yeah, I think I'd put this at two at this point. Right. Somewhere in between those two, it's yeah, PG. And then there's Maud. <laughs> uh, CC, I'm going to assume you didn't watch Psycho Gorman. 
Um, no, I hate. I missed that one. Uh, well, I think Kyle. Yeah, Kyle to look forward to. Yeah. yeah, Kyle might be into it. It's a fun one. I, I feel like Cece might be into it. I, there's no reason to think that. <laughs> um. Okay. Joe. Okay. So that's set. So this is, uh, as we mentioned, this is Women in Horror Month. Um, as part of that, all the proceeds from our online store this month are going to Rain, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. It is the um, largest charity um, working for victims of sexual violence in the U.S. Um, so for Women in Horror Month, we have a new shirt design. It's a pink logo. It's really cool. You can get it on anything, which we learned today, John, because um, our, who was it on Slack? Uh, Robel. Yes. Uh, Got Rocket. the pillow and it looks dope as shit. And now I kind of want a pink logo BGH pillow. It's <laughs> like amazing. Um, you can get it on all kinds of crap on our store. So if you go to, um, it's shirts.bloodygoodhorror.com, it'll take you right to our uh, store. And Joe, there's also, I believe, a patron exclusive uh, code this month for like a discount. Yeah. 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 20% off for Patreons. So um, if and some- I think. If somebody There's were to a, sign up right now for that, like how would they get it? Yeah, yeah, you'll get it in our our weekly emails that I'm doing weekly. Wonderful. Um, and I think right now, I know there's a sale going on right now. I think it goes through Friday. Um, so if you're hearing this, there's a sale or something. Speaking as a patron, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um. Yep. So shirtstopbloodygoodhorror.com. Also, I got a note from Andy about the website. Uh, we have wrapped our coverage of the Sundance Film Festival. Luke um, reviewed the creepy pasta fueled We Are All Going to the World's Fair. Uh, Sophie checked out Carlson Young's feature director debut, The Blazing World. Sophie has a review for a Promising Young Woman. And lastly, Adams uh, in Extremist is now live discussing genocide tribunals in La Llorona. Sounds like a real knee slapper. Um, info at bloodygoodhorror.com if you want to send us emails. Uh, I had that same thought when I saw the subject. I love Adam. That's all I'm going to say. Never change Adam. Okay. Um, I'm just going to play this with no context here and you guys can decide what this is. Mm. Hey there, Tuesday <laughs> friends. Um, <laughs> Joe from Bloody Good Horror here back again. Um, you're all uh, sitting down or are just about to watch 2016's the Love Witch, um, which I assume... Uh, I should say. This is Cameo, Joe. Hmm. Um, is this for Whitney? Yeah. So this is the one you're Whitney doing for her weekly has movie been, watching group? Uh, including me and her. I think every other Tuesday, her and uh, a group of friends are doing like a virtual sort of movie watch. And for the past few weeks, she's let me intro them. I love it. Uh, your friend Angel picked this one out. I assume in sort of honor of Valentine's Day and... And all the beautiful sexy sex happening right now. <laughs> the Love Witch. Um, if you, I'm sure you've seen the trailer. Who hasn't, right? Like five years old, the movie. But I feel like it, it just, you know, popped up. And we were all just infatuated um, and excited about it. Tintillated, as you would say, uh, when your carnal desires are peaked and, and ready to thrust out into the world. Um, which, you know, you're, you're watching this on Tuesday. What, Valentine's Day was Sunday. Whatever you did with someone or yourself, it's it's your business, right? But 
You know, we live in a modern world where your sexual desires and fantasies can be fulfilled with with just a click of a button on the internet. Um, not so in uh, in what I assume this movie is supposed to take place in the seventies or something. It has that sort of vibe about it, right? Like they they go out of their way to to give that sort of go go. It feels like a go go movie, right? Like I really like. I assume well, I'm just gonna I'm keep talking go-go. like I know. He did yeah, watch the trailer. <laughs> I've seen the movie, John. Like, I've seen the full movie. Like, it oh, it yeah, feels like uh, one of those Annette Punicello beach party movies, right? Annette Punicello. Um, <laughs> you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about anymore. Not her name. But anyway, trust me, it was a thing, and um, you know, a little past, you know, before my time. I was born in '78. I was really more of an 80s, you know, kid growing up. A lot of go-go's, but the <laughs> the ones I mentioned first, Belinda Carlisle. Oh, this is what I want to crush. Just, you know, there's I don't know if you ever heard of this, but the go-go's, they apparently like have this video that like circulated back when they were popular of them just doing god knows what in a, a hotel room. Um it was like debauchery. And it was very scandalous at the time because ooh women doing things and, you know not that things have changed that much but i do feel like it would be a little more accepted now um you know but Whoa, is that a real That's, thing was oh, yeah, yeah, 100%, p.s 100 a real thing joe just paused to take a drink she couldn't what you hear is his ice clinking around it's like he yeah. was on one he needed to take a drink have you seen this video joe no, no, I have Surely not. if it was circulating, it's found its way to the internet it's gotta, somewhere, I, yeah, right? Now, like, I, honestly, I have not thought about this in probably 20 years, but then when I started talking about the Go-Girls, <laughs> it was the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> it is straight stream of consciousness with these cameos. I love it. I love it. I want to play. I'd like to play more, but we're running late. That's what you get, uh, Cameo. I mean, we're not running late, but you know what I mean. Cameo.com slash bloody good <laughs> horror. Well, let's finish. Let's let him here. Let's go back. Okay. Let's, I mean, let, let, him, let's let him finish like, this go go's thought quick because I want to hear where this goes. They're here nor there. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the it. Love Witch. Beautiful. It's <laughs> a beautiful sexual movie. Just really about a witch. Um, neither here nor there. Yeah. Trying to find love. Glad, just navigate things. Anyway, so there you go. Finish that thought. Um, cameo.com slash bloody good horror. That's what you're missing out on, people. We need. Your Valentine's Day cameos, please oh. get them in because it's it's just golden show material and I need it in my life. So please let's get this, let's make this. Happen. I want to put you and your loved one, or just you, like if you're just gonna pleasure yeah. yourself. Maybe a little like, solo I just help you. Yeah. Does Leslie know that you're gonna help people pleasure themselves? Joe, oh, she's she's well aware. Joe, love is love. It's the pandemic. Not all of us can yeah. be around people right now, so you know it is what it is. With the exception of people like John, who apparently only get off on uh, like people blowing themselves up, <laughs> I can help most of you. <laughs> John oh, has wow. a weird car crash fetish. It's like that, uh, you know, that Cronenberg movie. Yeah. All right. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Joe, what do we got on Twitter? Uh, yeah, we are on Twitter at BG Horror uh, every week. We, we post up. You can send in your questions with the hashtag AskBGH. Uh, First up from our buddy Jason, Jason the Bearded Dad. Uh, so is this a Maud Flanders origin story? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Uh, I like this. Yeah. Um, next up from my, my one and only fan. She's my favorite. Uh, Renee, Deuce Ex Manity. I'm probably, I, I probably say that wrong, but it's fine. Who is your favorite spooky medic- medical professional? I'd say Dr. Satan from House of a Thousand Corpses, mm. although I'm doubtful his degree is legit. <laughs> right. Honestly, Dr. Satan is pretty dope. I mean, that's a pretty he's good pretty answer. up there. Yeah. yeah. Although, 
I mean, Doctor Giggles. You guys, yeah, that's oh, the only other yes. one I can think of. Oh yeah. yes, yes. Does do all the veterinary students from Raw count? Because mm. that's yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Uh, in Friday the Thirteenth, the one that we yes. use, part three, maybe part, the sexy nurse. It's uh, the beginning. <laughs> it's the beginning of part four. He he's had he's been brain axed at the end of part three. They bring him to the morgue. And there's like a, a really creepy dude and a sexy nurse who are like getting it on when he wakes up. Mm. I mean, well, no, I was oh. thinking you're thinking it's, Halloween too, Joe. Which no, is, I'm thinking of the one that um, it takes place in the uh, institution where, like, he she ends up tying up the kid with like her tongue or something. That's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors, Joe. Yes, yeah, see, yeah. It was Part Three. She was a uh, play, Playboy playmate, Joe. Yeah, she was. Uh, oh, and we uh, we failed to mention Dr. Abe Saperstein, which makes me sad. Who's so we gotta one? include him from Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say there's there's definitely other doc. I'd have to. This is no, there's one. only been like three, John, and I a mean, sexy Dr. Nurse. Giggles, like totally. <laughs> Doctor Giggles is a real real good one. That two that two movie. actual doctors, one Doctor Satan, a sexy nurse, and that covers it. Doctor Giggles. Uh, I believe Doctor Giggles was a dentist. Doctor so. Giggles kills a person, John, by like pinning them to a wall with a giant oversized like band aid. Yeah, but wait, he was a dentist, wasn't he? Are you no, saying dentists doctor. aren't doctors, John? No, oh, no, he was a doctor. Idiot. Was he? All right, I'm maybe. Yeah, they're, they're doctors. Are you an anti dentite, John? <laughs> Rabbit no, anti dentite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um all right, next up from John's favorite. And this one kind of broke me because I, I made the same uh sort of jump. Uh C O W Flanagan. You're covering mod so hard. I have watched I've wanted to cleave to be Arthur since the seventies. What <laughs> sitcom character do y'all most want to make whoopee to? Oh my god. Wait, who is this? That was Flanagan, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Oh be Arthur. Sitcom um, character? That's a good question. Yeah. Someone already said Maud Flanders. I mean, that's yeah. I, I'm sick with that one. I what? would probably go um, Dan Connor from uh, John Goodman and Roseanne. <laughs> John, stop. Really? <laughs> he's so lovable and he's handsome. John's yeah. reaction made me upset just now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dreamboat. Look at them pythons. Right. Next time you see him. True. It was, it was it was a different time for John Goodman. I I can't think of like I think of John Goodman now, and I'm like, eh, I mean, he could definitely fix your sink, which choice. I guess is kind of erotic in its own way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to have a handyman around the house. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, when I how about uh, Aunt Becky from uh, uh, Full House? Mm. Yeah, I mean, also well, solid. Yeah. I feel like there's no wrong answer here, really. No, no there is wrong answers. No, there's wrong answers. <laughs> It's definitely wrong answer. Like sitcom people, if you're yeah. on a sitcom, like you've already cleared a certain bar, I feel like, right? <laughs> well, no, John, but it's more about like your own proclivities. That's George what we're, John, we're, John, we're digging into your own proclivities here. That's the thing. I know. We are getting an like, eye-opening look into John's. John, own. the point of this question is not is not for you to just name off attracted people. It's to find out what you specifically are attracted to. <laughs> I need like you, a I need like an internet quiz here, Eric. For, you, for John, you either have to be in the process of blowing yourself up <laughs> or on a TV show. <laughs> so confused, John. Yeah. So is he? It's okay. God bless your wife. Uh, I'll just go with Roseanne, and we'll call it a day. All right. No. <laughs> oh, we're so in sync tonight, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, Erie, Arizona. 
every time I eat some trail mix, I start saying to myself, Franz Kranz, and then I can't stop saying it for the rest of the day. How do I convince my family I'm not a lunatic? I There was just announced recently something he's directing, and there was a whole thread about it on Twitter. Oh, somebody was like, how did I not know that the stoner from Cabin in the Woods directed blah, blah, blah. And then a lot of people were like, oh, you mean like Franz Kranz, like Fran Kranz or whatever? It took everything in my being to not jump into that thread and make a Franz Kranz jokes because nobody would have got it, but I wanted to do it anyway. Like, What was that movie? That was something... It was something. Well, he acted in that movie... Abort, so where I, he's in the, the I, video I might store. be the kill. You might be the killer. But they, he, apparently, he directed something really good. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I thought we watched it. I'll look it I up. Don't, if only there was some place, like on maybe the internet, where we could get this information. <laughs> I didn't know what you were fucking talking about until <laughs> Fran Kranz. You might not. Yeah. Have, were you on that show, John? Maybe you weren't on that show. Well, it came up another time. Where I also was confused, but yeah, now oh, I do. That's funny. He's in the village. Didn't know that. Um, are you are you looking at his directing? God, it's just, shit. I'm looking at his acting. Wait, he's only that. directed one thing, Mass. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, no, it right. hasn't come out yet. So maybe it was something he was acting in. Who knows? I saw it. <sighs> I can't do this anymore. Cool um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one uh, last on Twitter, and then we'll jump to Instagram from Skizbot. You ever get that bag of Doritos that barely has any cheese dust on the chips, and it ruins your whole goddamn day? No. Yes. No. Totally yeah, I've like, had this happen. Oh, it's it like here. oh fuck this whole bag. Only the small. I've only had it happen to a small bag. Like huh. one of the like whatever like they're called a fun size or whatever. Yeah. I've had it in like the medium kind the, that you yeah. get at sheets, like when you're on a road trip. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, a, like ni- a ninety-nine cent. I've never bag had. Yeah. Uh, you don't eat a lot of Doritos. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I don't eat them a lot, but it's like one of those things where like, I, well, the problem is I can't get them anymore. My kids would eat an entire bag in like, <laughs> you know, ten minutes. It just they'd be all gone. So. You, you have control over your kids, right, John? <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the thing. Then you, you have to spend like half your time being like, oh, where am I going to hide this bag of Doritos? It's like, <laughs> <Christ> <laughs> what is going on in your house? <laughs> Dude, I don't want to have to spend my time policing what they're eating. You know, it's, I got to worry about. <laughs> oh, you mean fathering? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parenting, exactly. John? Is that what you're? Oh, every week we get a little little more glimpse into just how lucky Suzanne is. Huh? No, we, we instead we buy the goldfish by the fucking, you know, the huge. Yeah, I do know that. We we have one of those, yeah. And we just let them run wild. It's like, go ahead, eat these until you throw up. <laughs> you, know? you put wheels on the bottom and they can just like push it around the house. Real, uh, real Lord of the Flies situation happening at the Schnorr's residence. Yeah, I like it. Ride this. Ride this around. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Uh, all right. Over on Instagram, we're uh, on Instagram, Bloody Good Horror. Every Tuesday we post up. Uh, you can send in your your fun questions. First up, from uh, our friend who r- refuses to use the form, what celebrity would you each open mouth kiss regardless of the pandemic for Valentine's oh, Day? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, I'm assuming Schnars can't. I'm assuming Schnars um, can't get there, but Tessa I feel like if you guys it. know me at all from Slack, my answer is always going to be Woody Harrelson. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's a bold move. Yeah. 
Do you know me, Eric? Do you no, I get it. I've just read a lot. I've read a lot of stories about his bathing habits that make me wonder what he smells like. Like he looks like he smells. Like yeah. I'm sure he's very nice, but he looks like he smells. Yeah, he probably smells like weed. But yeah, I, uh, I mean, weed I is cool. Think. I'm down. With. Actually, I take it back. I mean, Tessa Thompson would be second, but first would be Rihanna. Yeah, I think mm. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't Jessica Alba. If we're talking, if I have to risk COVID, it's there's only one person. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to make out with anyone. Like I don't just. <laughs> Like if I'm gonna ruin my marriage and get COVID, like you want though, you want to go all the way. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Doing, well, we're not, not saying doing... it can't go to that. I think yeah. you're specifically saying like you're just starting out. You're just starting we're gonna out make sure that if one of you is sick, one. the other you, one's getting sick, and you, you do that by making out. You've met my beautiful, loving wife. It cannot go beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> For my the the future of my existence. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Oh, a follow-up from, uh, from a question last week or maybe the week before. Now that I'm in Philly, what is my exit strategy? Italian pork sandwich, fueled heart attack, car accident. <laughs> a lot of people, like people don't talk about the, uh, the pork sandwich they have there. Um, and it is the wife loves it. Like it's very good, but nobody talks about it. All they talk about is the cheesesteaks. Philly, uh, Philly's where the deflowering house is, right? Their apartment building or whatever it is. Apartment building, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Former Planned Parenthood building. I'm turned, just remembering uh, like uh, your whole story about like AOL chat and like. It was, a lot. It was beautiful. It was yeah. a beautiful thing to be a part of. In that era, when you send each other pictures, did you have like a DSL on? Like, were you waiting ten minutes as like the picture <laughs> loaded each like? You waited. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fun. Uh, let's get the rest of the week. What horror movie should my husband and I watch on Valentine's Day? Mm. Saint Maud. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, do a whole A twenty four marathon. Yeah. Someone on Slack, uh, and I'm gonna forget her name, made the uh, uh, made a letterbox list of like loved theme horror movies. Yeah. Pretty good, good list. Oh, what was that movie we watched? Spring. A couple of years that ago. That is a movie that we watched. Yeah. It was- Beautiful. It was a romance story, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, nobody I'm... burst into flames to get your jollies off. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Glenn Danzig made another movie, a vampire western. Can we get a BGH review? If I make one thing happen in 2021, yes, we will. We will have a BGH review. <laughs> I never saw that. What was the other movie that everyone? It, they said it's like the worst thing ever made. Oh, Vamp! Some of the V. Yeah, it looked terrible. And oh, heard, Vamp! Yeah, Vamp, yeah. no, it was it was Van. T- I don't know. It was a spooky name. Um, but yeah, I am very interested. It's got like Danny Trejo's in there. Um, I think Eli Roth is in there at some point. Uh, what's her name? That's not exactly like. Well, it's more yeah, than you'd expect. Hard to get that. Um. Oh, the uh, the goth woman from um, Blair Witch Two, Eric. Oh, whose, I like her. whose name I forget, but yeah. I enjoy her work a great deal. Yeah. You know who she was, John? She was on The Deuce. Oh. She was the. Um, it was one of the the prostitutes. Uh, you probably would like she's most of the characters. The most so. of the characters, yeah. So it's hard. She's the one that got strung out, like so. It's hard. To, <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Exactly. The dark hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Next up, anything good on Shutter lately? Um, I mean, we've had a few movies that we ended up liking, right? The uh, Mortuary Collection, and what was the other one we just watched? Yeah, Mortuary Collections is a shit ton of fun. If you oh seen shit, it. we just watched one on Watch and Chat. It was like a modern telling of Red Riding Hood. Hmm. 
Um, they like always have those um, super long fan documentaries too for Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. Those are like constant watches for me, and they keep up the. It depends on the rights to the movies, but they keep up a lot of the last driving stuff. It kind of the movie cycle and out, but there's always Joe Bob stuff there you can check yeah. out, which is there's really a Joe Bob on Friday. Yeah, Valentine's watching. Day, Joe Bob. Yeah. Uh, anything for um, for Guffman or whatever the hell it was, <laughs> the movie that John refused to let on our top ten list. Anything for anything Jackson? Jackson. Oh, anything for Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. That movie Hunted we've talked about. That's oh, that's yeah. up there right now. Uh, here's one that I don't fully understand, but I'm definitely on board with. Would you, uh, slash BGH consider doing a live cast via stereo app, uh, where we call in live? I don't know what that means. I don't know what stereo is, but I am all for doing a live call in advice show where I just solve <laughs> people's problems like I, on the fly. That's going to be a Patreon level. Like $20. I'm going to be real with you. Um, as the person who has to like produce that thing slash deal with the chaos of it in real time, maybe it would do like the people need to be screened. I'm not taking randos live <laughs> on the air. Like it, that's oh, way I too s- dangerous. I, s- I see this more as just like a Facebook live thing where like people can just send in questions and uh, make stupid oh, comments. Yeah. I mean, you could just do that on Instagram too. Yeah, exactly. Facebook's, uh, Facebook's dumb jokes for old I'm people. Not on logging conspiracy in theories. I'm just, I'm telling you guys right now. <laughs> We could do. Believe. We could do. Um, what will you log into, John? Oh, I mean, probably nothing. Um, but <laughs> right. So no, it's a what's the point. One, the, the thing that everyone's talking about right now. That you TikTok? know. No, there's like, <laughs> fuck. It'll come to me. Yeah. In any event, you mean the thing the white supremacists are using? The new parlor. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, that's Parler. what that is, John. That's it. That's the one you're. <laughs> is that on. what you're going to log into? Literally. Cool, cool. Oh, the least surprising was, thing we've yeah, learned actually. on this show. Cool, cool, bro. <laughs> Cool. What is it? Wait, what is it, John? Oh, no, no. I was going to say, John's on Parlor is like the least surprising thing that we've heard (laughs) on this episode. I think, didn't it get shut down? Patriot 69420. Yeah, like you don't know, John. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Anyone that's been on TV 69 at AOL. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag stop the steal. Oh God! All right, next up, there's stool in my blood. What do I do? Ooh, I mean that seems uh, way worse than blood in your stool. So you might want to go to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know. I think, you got, I think you got some um, pipes going the wrong place. Yeah, you should get I, that. I mean, you should go to Doctor Giggles and get that checked out. Is it your stool? Because that even worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, not really a question, but I saw a housewife got in trouble for an army hammer tweet. Thought of Joe. Do you guys know? Oh, this is great. John, do you know what's going on with army hammer right now? Dude, I'm like, oh, I'm so down. He's like straight up a cute, like, okay. Someone leaked alleged DMS from him on Instagram where he was talking about wanting like cannibal shit. Like he wants to eat her like body parts. Yeah. And then an ex-girlfriend came out and was like, yeah, I used to joke about like eating my ribs and shit. And like, it's fucking, so apparently like he's been dropped by all these people. Like he might yeah. legit be a serial killer. Yeah, but so. now did you see that there's a link, like it's not out yet, but there's a link about how he was working as a construction worker during the pandemic. And well, I mean, I, it's still happening, but you know, like a couple of months ago and now they've found remains like close to where he was working and they're like what if he's actually a real serial killer (laughs) well somebody i I did see you probably saw the cc somebody dug up an old tweet of his 
where he joked about, like he said, he woke up in the morning and his mother was standing over him trying to like give him an exorcism. Yeah. Well, and people also, are like, oh, that's so weird. But he TikTok, wasn't joking. Yeah. On TikTok, his aunt is is on TikTok and she has written a book and basically talks about how crazy their family is and like how intensely like really messed up they are. So it wouldn't surprise me, but it also makes me want to listen to her audio. I also so. didn't know that he was like an heir to like a fortune. I didn't realize. Yeah. That. I mean, he's like an, he's an oil um, tycoon, like an um, heir to an oil tycoon. Whatever. I need like a six part docuseries on this. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'll be honest. Will, I had won. to look up who he was. I do know. I John, know who this person is now. Don't so. you like manage a bunch of young people? Don't they fucking tell you anything no. about what's going on in the world? Not, I mean, no, John, I, I know nothing about this whole saga <laughs> either, so don't don't feel bad. Yeah. I do know that Brandy Glanville did make a comment about him. Although she's a former housewife, she's <laughs> I only know her from Big Brother, Joe. She seemed really yeah, she exa- seemed yes, real there annoying. You go. Once again, we connect. Uh, what do you think of Benson and Moorhead's movies? Uh, Resolution, Spring, John, mm-hmm. uh, The Endless. Do you know what Synchronic? my favorite part of this is, Joe? You refer, like your answer refers to them as one person, which I really liked. Well, they are, right? They're making movies together. Like, like, you were like, I like his work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the new one because I think I might like the new one. I, I feel like they're, I really like their ideas and I really like. I really like just the kind of like philosophical places they're exploring. I do not always think the movies totally come together just from the ones they, that I've uh, seen. They just got picked to direct uh, Moon Knight. Something, it's like a, yeah. it's a Marvel thing. Yeah, MCU. something mm. Based on that no. shitty Van Morrison song, right? <laughs> Good God. John? I, no, you, I'm not dignifying that with any. Did you lose your flower to that song, John? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, best hot toddy okay. recommendation for a very cold day old bean. I, I mean, hot toddies are know. just hot toddies, right? Like you don't make anything. I don't care for whiskey. I think it's. You you know, do it with brandy, that's too. Wrong. Right, uh, Brandy. Could you buy me a PS5, please? No. no. The answer just simply no. No, sir. Uh, oh my God, was was that my brother? <laughs> uh, my brother asked me that constantly. How did he get this? <laughs> what? Tell him to get a job. What's the perfect Valentine's Day gift that's not candy or chocolate? Something. Jeff, can you read your answer? Something actually thought. <laughs> what did I say? Mouth stuff? <laughs> you oh said God. mouth stuff. That's right. Or a cameo from Joe at Bloody Good Order. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Mouth stuff. I yeah. mean, honestly, I would go for mouth stuff over your cameo for me. Not hand stuff. I mean, not year round? The mouth stuff? Was it last week we talked about hand stuff? And then in this, this movie, we got hand stuff, right? It's, yeah. I think I it don't... was, what are you too old for? And yes. you said hand jobs. Hand stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guys, how did we not talk about that sequence? That's true. That I totally. Yeah, HJ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was. Oh like, yeah, I made a joke about just a, I made a joke just about like a like, psychotic, standing, dry HJ. It's real hot. <laughs> like in public. Uh, like, in public. Open in like entryway or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a phone booth. Maybe I. It was very. I was like a corner of the bar. I'm listening. Like, it was some real serial. <laughs> killer shit on both of their parts not just her for doing it but the fact (laughs) that he could perform under any of those circumstances is pretty incredible to be honest with you yeah Uh, men are disgusting like we (laughs) honestly 100 if like we're at a bar and a woman said like yeah but you got to do it in the middle of the target checkout line we'd be like sure yeah as long as you touch whatever it takes (laughs) oh man (laughs) 
I need Romantic. Oreos anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What old technology uh, do you miss? I mean, I talk about CD-ROMs weekly, so I, yeah. dude, I miss renting movies like mm, at a physical yeah, a place one. so bad. Like, I just want to go pick up. I hate. There's too many choices. I can't choose. It is, so yeah, like, I, I do miss. Like, I don't know why, but I do miss like getting Netflix in the mail. Like, I don't know. There was something yeah. very exciting about like getting yeah. those envelopes. It's a similar thing, right? About just like, well, here's the movie I got, so I'm gonna watch this. You know? Yeah. Like, so I'm gonna watch this, and if it's awful, I'm still gonna watch Netflix it. Netflix yeah. did feel. It's funny how magical Netflix in the beginning felt with the mailing and stuff. Although, man, you really it depends on your mailing situation, right? I was in an apartment, and I had one of those like box, like thin narrow box style mailboxes and this asshole there was a slot there was not big enough for a dvd and he would cram it through it would end up in a million pieces like (laughs) finally netflix was like dude you cannot report another one of these broken and i had to put a note being like you psycho will you please open this up and put it inside (laughs) wow all right we got two more here uh fancy a hunky boy depends on depends on my mood i guess you know I don't care for your hunky boys. <laughs> or do I? <laughs> uh, last but not least, better horror video game movie adaptation, Silent Hill or Resident Evil? Mm. Resident, I mean, Evil. Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, right? Like, yeah. I feel like the Silent Hill movie is scarier. The first Silent Hill movie is decent, yeah. If it's just the first ones, yeah. definitely. The first Silent the, Hill movie does have Pyramid Head showing up out of nowhere with no explanation and completely desquamming that lady. So that mm-hmm. I think is that's pretty good. Remember, I don't even remember the lady. It's just a person, right? Skin off, and then threw it at the door. Remember, they're like running into a church, and he throws <laughs> the door, and it like slaps against. I mean, like that's <laughs> that's pretty good. It left know. an impression. I mean, you that could also rivals, probably recite half of the dialogue from Resident. That Evil, rivals so. almost anything in a Resident Evil movie, though. If I'm being honest, I feel like aesthetically Silent Hill, but if you're just looking to sort of have fun, Resident Evil. But you could pop in any of those Resident Evil movies and just enjoy how bad they are. Whereas, like the second um, Silent Hill movie was just awful and not in a fun way. Mm. Is there anything else on that list? Have any other horror video games been turned into film? I feel like no. Right? Well, was it one-offs, po- but Doom? I mean, Mortal Kombat? It wasn't that like... Dragon Ball Z? Not a horror video game. Tekken? Doom, I will grant you. Yeah. Ube Mort- Bowl? Wasn't that like his thing for a while? House he was just dead. doing nothing He did but. like a million of them, yeah. Yeah. But they, yeah, yeah. I guess I wasn't thinking of those as like horror games necessarily. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, you had to be more specific, John, or I, don't, I can't read your mind, okay? That's what I said Harvard. Never mind. Just move on. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Those are the questions. <laughs> right, well, I would call Doom. We I, w- I would call uh, Mortal Kombat horror video game, John. And people rip people's yeah, spines John. out. I mean, it's I do love some Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's a right. fighting game, but uh, whatever. Okay. Because someone gets their spine ripped out, you know, <laughs> you start lumping all these things together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Scorpion? He's scary. Without his mask on. <laughs> Um, Goro is Goro, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker's got four arms, John. Yeah, yeah, no. that's two more arms than most people. <laughs> yeah, what's that? What's that like game, Joe? My know the Friday at Freddy's or what's the Five Freddy's? Nights, oh, five five nights, nights at, Freddy's. at Freddy's? They're making yeah, a movie. Yeah. They're making a movie out of that. Right that's now. I was gonna say. That's a horror video game. Like yeah. that's a, like, the game just exists to like scare you. That's basically Straight a horror video. Yes. There's a new Blair Witch game out too recently. I can't. I haven't played it, but I hear it's pretty good. Anyway, 
Uh, we don't know what we're doing next week. I guess we got a few more weeks here. Women in Horror Month. Don't forget all proceeds from our store this month are going to rain. Go to shirts.bloodygoodhorror.com. Really quickly, um, CC, there's a new issue of Grimm Magazine out, right? With some re- some amazing artwork by yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, there is a new um, issue of Grimm. And... Um, I did the cover artwork, which I'm very excited about. Um, but this um, issue covers um, the terrors of motherhood, and you can find it at anatomyofascream.com. So you can either download a free PDF version or you can buy a print version and get the artwork for yourself. Yeah, it's really cool. That's, of course, um, Grimm is curated by Valeska, who's been on the show mm-hmm. before. And I think that's a really cool thing they do, giving the digital version away so you can check it out. And if you like it, like support some like independent writers and artists and stuff. So Yeah, I mean, the, write- the writing is phenomenal. So it's always, it's always a great issue. Um, Caitlin, what do you got for me this week? Not a lot. Um, we covered wa- action Class Action Park on Thor's Hour of Thunder this past week, um, and Elizabeth was on, and uh, Did- as well as Adam and me and Danny and lots I- of other bloody good horror folks. But it, that movie is wild. The I watched, documentary I I watched wild. that documentary with her. It is now one of my all-time favorite documentaries. It's yeah. incredible. I watched it three times last week. Yeah. I, I, I never rewatch stuff like that for Thor's just because usually we watch kind of stupid stuff, but... I was just hooked. Joe, but, uh, you need to see this as a person who's lived in New Jersey. It's about that yeah. water, the water park where like people What's died. This? Class action oh, park. Class, yeah, yeah, I've watched it. My, I so never good. went there. My brother used to have his senior trip there or yes. his like high school trip every year. That's awesome. Crazy. I mean, uh, that yeah, that documentary was wild. Yeah, that's yeah. actually. Well, so then they reopened. That's where the wife and I had our baby moon uh, at the uh, like the resort that they have there now. That's that's now, amazing, dude. Well, yeah, it was uh, Josh, his hometown pick for the show. We've been doing hometown movies, and he grew up in in Vernon, which is the town where Action Park is. So, uh, yeah, he had lots of fun stories. But, no, it was a fun episode. Get some kick-ass apple picking up there. That was always our pumpkin area. There's a – I need to talk to Josh about this because there's, like, a um, farm there. The most amazing apple cider donuts you will ever have in your life. And they do, like, a fish fry. It's wonderful. Joe, people me, on Slack have made me Josh aware here. that not everyone knows what an apple cider donut is. Apparently, it's like kind of regional. Oh, we have them here. Yeah, it was like yeah, a lot of... Pill- there were some, some, south, some southern places that people did not seem to know what that yeah, was. Yeah, I guess like if you don't have... Apples. Like, apple Fresh orchards. Apples, yeah. Can't really... Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you can check out uh, Thor's Hour of Thunder on podcast platforms. You can check out Grim Magazine by Googling it. I'm sure there's a website out there somewhere. Uh, anatomyofascream.com yes you said it thank you and uh, don't forget to go to shirtstopbloodygoodhorror.com and uh, help support a really good cause during Women in Horror Month that's gonna do it stay tuned we'll talk to you next week see you bye goodbye everyone bye bye